Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, peeps. Welcome back. Well, are you ready for another exciting episode? (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be exciting, but it's going to be juicy. I cannot believe that the holidays are here. They're here. They're like weeks away. I'm not ready. Are you guys ready? I am not ready. This weird transition happens, and this happens every year, and it just zooms right into November. So you're in the middle of the summer. You're kind of in this like, okay, we've had some summer. I'm ready for fall. I want to wear sweaters. I want to pull my boots out. Um, Can't wait for, you know, fall to happen. And then October hits, and you're like, yay, okay, starting to get a little colder sometimes, although here in California, it's like, it's crazy weather. It's like cold in the morning and then you're sweating by the afternoon. So I have a sweater on in the morning and then I end up in a tank top, but that's just California. And then, so October. So October is a fun month for me because it's my birthday month. And so I always enjoy October, but something happens in October where all of a sudden it's like, it's my birthday the first week. And then the whole month zooms by and all of a sudden there's like all these appointments and things to do and then you're like wait uh Halloween is in four days and then it's November and now November we're hitting those holidays so it brought me to an idea of a podcast we are now in maneuvering the holidays as an unmothered right or anyone that grows up with dysfunctional family there is a anxiety that settles in of like oh my gosh it's the holidays which for us is code for oh my gosh we have to deal with family (laughs) or not um I think you know do you just say peace out we're not doing (laughs) holidays with you crazy people maybe the crazy person is you I don't know But I always laugh at just how the holidays creep up on us. And then I don't know about for you, but for me, this anxiety settles in of like, oh, the holidays, we've got to make sure everything is in place. Everyone's happy. We know we're going to disappoint some people because we can't see everybody. Now it's just changing more and more. Um, My girls just said this weekend, I'm going down to Southern California and younger daughter's coming too with the fiance. and, And so... We're all going to sit down and figure out, my, my oldest daughter said, we need to have a powwow on the holidays. Where is everyone going? Where is everyone going to be? So here's another thing is when you are an actual empty nester and your kids have moved out of the house and moved on and have other people in their life or get married, engaged, whatever the circumstances are, you have to share your kids with other people. <laughs> they have two families now. So that's a whole nother layer to it. So stressful, right? Like as a mom, we're just like, wow, what do we do with these holidays? If your parents are alive, aunts, uncles, whatever, and you have to make time to go and see them, that's a whole nother layer too. And then how how do you um, not get swept up in the dysfunction and the craziness of family? So what if your family is just difficult at best? They're not really toxic. They're just, it's, you know, we all have crazy in our family. Like I said, could be us. 
And how do you maneuver through these holidays and keep your sanity and not let yourself spin out of control? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And as usual, (laughs) I watched a program and I'm blaming my daughters again. Like they did this to me. They're like, mom, you have to see this, especially this one episode. If any of you have watched The Bear, it's on one of the streaming. I think it's on Hulu or something like that. It's about this guy from Brooklyn that becomes a uh, high-powered chef, but it shows like the stress that he went through. He ends up coming back into his hometown for reasons and then seeing the stress of his family. I won't go into more of that story because you have to watch it, but I'm going to do a disclaimer. (laughs) If you are highly, like very Christianese where you don't like cussing in movies do not watch the bear it has a lot of cussing in it but the storyline is amazing and so I'm I'm always having to be like oh that's a little and listen I'm not a Puritan that way because I grew up in a family that was kind of like this I have on occasion said bad words and so I'm not a Puritan in that way where I'm like I'm not going to watch any movies that have cussing in it's like that happens in all families They have a lot in this family, but they're total New York people, like Italian. I don't want to put labels on anything, but they're very passionate. And so the, I think there's, there's too much cussing in it, if I'm being honest, but I understand it. But the backstory of it is really good. So I'm just doing that pro, you know, just putting that out there for you guys that don't want to watch movies that have profanity in it. This isn't for you. But here's the thing. My girls were like, mom, you have to watch this episode on the holidays when the mom is making dinner. And I was like, oh, is it is it crazy? And they're like, it's really crazy. But it's it reminds us of some of the things you said about your mom growing up. So in this particular episode, it shows their mom cooking dinner. Now, I just want to tell you their mom is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who I don't know what kind of a award or whatever should go out there for Oscar, a Golden Globe, an Emmy, or maybe all of them. I don't know. She played this part, let me tell you, to the hilt. It was so sad and so good all at the same time. I I couldn't, it was like I'm diving into the story. I got tears in my eyes, but also I was like, man, she is nailing this part as an actress, you know, watching her as an actress. I was like, this woman really got into this character. So I'm wondering who in her family acted like that, but it centered around this woman that here she has a chef for a son, right? Lots of family members. People are coming in and out. The kitchen is a disaster. She has 15 pots boiling on the stove. She's got five things in the oven. There's stuff all... She's chopping up vegetables. She's doing all this stuff. Busy, 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 right? This was my mother. Just like, let me be the martyr and like come into the kitchen and make this big meal. I don't need help from anyone. And everybody kept coming in and saying... Mom, do you need help? Like, Auntie, do you need help? Like, everyone kept coming in and offering to release the load off of her. And it was like, no. In the meantime, (laughs) she's smoking, she's drinking, 
Um, so obviously she's an alcoholic. She is depressed. She's crying. She's telling everyone I'm fine. They all know she's not fine, but nobody wants to talk about it. And so they all go back in the, in the dining table and they're arguing about their own things and talking about it and saying like, you know, what's going on with mom? Like, why can't she get help? Like we want to help her. Everyone wants to help, but no one knows. Everyone's in their own denial and in their own trauma. And so they don't really know how to approach her in the right way. Anyway, this scene goes on and on. It is crazy what happens. And so it just reminded me of how toxic the holidays can be and how you can make them so toxic by by the things that you do because you think that you're supposed to be in that role. So it reminded me of my mother because my mom thought that if she could just throw out a perfect meal, do it all herself, and everyone can give her credit, she'll it will release something in her. She'll feel better. The problem was, and this happened in the show too, everyone was telling her, you're doing such a great job. You're so amazing. You're so... She's crying. She can't accept it because she doesn't believe it about herself. And so it just creates this pool of toxicity within the family. And really, everyone's just showing up to like, it's the holidays. Let's have a, let's party. Like, let's have a fun time. Let's get together. Let's be close. Let's, they wanted all the same things, but they didn't know how to approach it in a healthy way. So this is my thing with holidays is I know I've talked about this before where I used to get very stressed out during the holidays because I wanted to make everything perfect because I would watch my mom always cause a fight during the holidays. She was doing, 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 and then it was like, nobody cares and this is crazy and you know, it was basically like, I hate y'all. And, and so then her dad and her would get into it and it would turn into a physical fight. And I just, I didn't know, first of all, that those things were affecting me in my body. Like those things traumatized me to the core. I didn't know that at the time. But what I knew when I became a mom is that I didn't want to be that kind of mother and I didn't want to cause that kind of conflict. But here's the truth. I was doing the same thing in a different way. I was trying to be happy I tried to decorate the house and do all this stuff, but I could feel the weight of what my mom must have felt when she was a mom with young kids. I was stressed out and it was really because my body was saying, it's not okay. You haven't talked about the things that bother you. You're not asking for help either, but I was trying to do it all to be happy. I'm happy. And then it's like, ugh. All the stuff's going wrong in the kitchen and blah, blah, blah. And I would keep it into myself or I would snap at my husband. And he's like, I offered to help you. And, you know, so then it was like, okay, okay, it's fine. And then he would kind of take over. He did some specialty things because, you know, he's Italian too. And he, so we did the homemade raviolis and stuff. So I kind of released that over time and like, okay, if you can do the majority, if you can do the turkey, you can do those things, then I will make all the sides. And then also I learned if there was more at the time, we used to have 24 people coming over for Christmas Eve. All his family, we would invite like friends that didn't have anywhere to go. Like 
we just were that house. We're like, you don't have anywhere to go, come to our house. And so we would, you know, more plates, more tables. We would just pull out tables, pull out chairs and just make, make it happen. And it was really beautiful and we loved it. But in the interim, I can remember feeling a loss and really stressed out. And I didn't know why. And it was because I still had the trauma and the memories of those really hard holidays with my parents. And I think in some level, I kept waiting for the bottom to fall out. Is Mike and I going to get in the fight like my mom did with my dad? Um, Am I really enjoying this moment or am I just getting through it so that it just feels a need for everybody else? And then what happens if you go to someone else's house and there's just like a lot of chaos and stuff? Does that trigger you? So just a lot of things to cover during the holidays. And if you don't have the tools to help yourself get through those things and and be able to recognize those things when they happen, you're going to just continue hating the holidays. You're going to continue doing the same kind of habits. Your anxiety is going to go through the roof and it's just not a good thing. So I remember, you know, when my girls were telling me, you have to watch this episode and they were like, but be careful, mom, it may trigger you. (laughs) And Honestly, I had tears in my eyes because it did trigger me a little bit, brought me back to this place, but it also reminded me of how far I've come. Um, The fact that my girls could say that to me was like so giving because they were like, yeah, we know how, how this bothered you and we know how you were. Here's the thing. You may be trying to white knuckle your way through the holidays. Don't think that you're fooling anyone. Your kids see it. Your grandkids are going to see it your siblings, your fan, everyone knows when no one's really happy. So how do we get to the happy or at least monitor how we're feeling during these stressful holiday seasons if you have to be around different people? And is there a parent that plays the martyr in the family? And how do you react to that? And will you continue feeding into that? That's a good question too, right? So here's just some suggestions for you Um, when you're entering into the holiday seasons is there something that you can contribute to the person that you know that gets really stressed out to help ease that stress is there something you can bring like physically bring Um, maybe you can say can I bring the sides for you can I bring the dessert maybe can I come earlier and help you set up because here's the thing it's not just the cooking You're cleaning your house, you're decorating your house, you're setting up the tables. I mean, you're doing a lot and one person cannot hold the weight of all of that. And so is there something where you can say, hey, let me come a couple of hours early, I'll help you decorate the tables, I'll set out the plates for you, whatever that may be. You know, maybe they just need help like sweeping the floor or something. Be available for them. They may say no. You know, if they're still in their own world and their own trauma, they may just reject it like happened in the bear she was just like no I don't want any help but really what she was screaming for was lots of help and lots of love it was really hard for her to be humbled and weak in that moment and say yeah you know this is really overwhelming here's the other thing they had a tradition of she was the only one that knew how to cook these certain things and she didn't want their help But the only way you can pass down those traditions, even if that meal doesn't come out the way it's normally cooked, you're showing them your tips and tricks of how to make these meals. If you're the only one that does it, 
and then suddenly you're not there one holiday, who's going to take that over? Who's going to know? Mike had to follow his grandmother around for her recipe for her homemade raviolis. And he wanted me to go up and do it. And I said, absolutely not. Because it's an ordeal. It's like you're making the dough, you're making the filling, you're filling the pastry, pinching it, and then, you know, you got to cook all these pastas. And uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, no, that just seems like a lot of work for me. I don't want to do it. And he, he said, it's a tradition. I don't want it to die with her. I want to be able to learn what she puts in these things. And if you know any kind of Italian grandma or Portuguese... <laughs> We don't always measure. We just kind of eyeball, right? It's like you get the recipe down. I love looking at a recipe and following it exactly. And then once I know that recipe, I'm like, yeah, it could have used a little bit more of this. Or I might lessen on that or add a little bit more of that, always adding more garlic. (laughs) And I'll put notes next to my recipe. So I'll always look at a recipe unless I just know it by just I've made it forever and ever over 30 years I pretty much know it my girls would call me from the store and say how do you make the you know chicken tetrazzini whatever and you know I have to remember because I I just know how to make it I don't really measure it and so he did go up there and he followed her around with pen and paper and he would turn to do something, he'd turn around, and she was throwing something in the pan. He's like, what was that? And she's like, oh, I don't know. It was just whatever. And he's like, no, I need to know. So he actually, you know, and he would ask her, what's the measurement? I don't have a measurement. Like, this is how they cook. So he followed her through this whole day making these homemade raviolis, and he nailed it. And he and everyone, he's taught other people. He's like, this is how you do it. And we were at a birthday party the other night, and we had a couple that years ago, their kids came over, our kids were there. We all made homemade raviolis together because they they were Italian, but they had never learned how to make it. And they said, oh my gosh, remember when we were all together and we made this homemade ravioli around the holidays, and it was so much fun. And they said, we do that all the time now. Like, we'll, we'll say, oh, let's make some homemade raviolis, and we think about you guys, and I just thought that was so sweet and fun that my husband can pass that to other people too. And so, you know, those things give you comfort, right? Like learn how to release, you know, if you have those traditions, don't hold them tight and think that you're the only one, like pass those along. So you can help by maybe going over and learning some of these recipes beforehand. That's another way. One of the things that I think is really important is if you are having you're going into kind of a stressful situation with family and it's just like I don't want to just sit here with them and and hear these things and have my anxiety rise up if you can take a break and go take a walk and take some deep breaths I would recommend doing that too just you know telling them and maybe include them hey guys you want to just take walks so we're not sitting around watching tv or whatever we've still got two more hours till the turkey's done let's just take a walk around the neighborhood you might be surprised they'll be like oh yeah or maybe go outside and play a game of whatever if there's younger kids you know throw a ball around like do something that switches your mind from that anxious kind of feeling because when you have to sit in the living room and the tension is high all the way around that's not helpful when everyone's just boiling up in the same room so get outside get some fresh air take some deep breaths if you need to do it alone let them know you need to do it alone if not 
um, include them and, and maybe start a new tradition by doing something like that. Like the turkey's got two more hours. This is our time where we play touch football or this is our time when we go take a walk as a family or let's go take some pictures outside and, you know, just switch up the rote thing that we always do at holidays that create the tension, maybe pull away from that a little bit. So I would say lastly is make sure that you're not playing victim when you walk into these situations. Don't go in with this like, oh my God, it's going to be awful. And believe me, I've done that. I've just dreaded going sometimes to certain things where I'm just like, ugh, it's going to be the same old thing, same old... But now I kind of walk in and I'm like, who can I talk to that I haven't talked to in a while, like my niece or a cousin or something like that, nephew, and just really sit down and have a good conversation with them. I've had some amazing conversations with relatives over the last few years, mostly because they're all growing up too, which is fun to see how their lives are changing. But um, there's just something really fun about trying to find out more about them instead of just sitting on a couch not really asking, connecting with anyone, not connecting, just like, I want to get through the dinner and go home. Don't play the victim in that. Like, do something that can be change-worthy in your family, or if it's super toxic, then just bow out. Like, peace out. Gotta go. Like, don't need to be around here. You can create your own traditions with your own family, and when you start your own family, that ultimately does happen where you want to be. Now we're in a place where we don't always get to be around the cousins and the aunts and uncles because we're with our grandkids. And so that's um, where we are in this place. But we always make sure, like I said, we're sitting down this weekend. We're going to map out where's everyone going for Thanksgiving? Where's everyone going for Christmas? We got two birthdays for grandkids in the middle of those. I don't know why my daughter keeps having holiday babies, one before Thanksgiving, one before Christmas, and just had one right before 4th of July. But, you know, we just hang out the whole week and we're just celebrating birthdays and holidays. So we definitely have to map that out because we want each holiday to be specific for our grandchildren and not glob it all together and be like, eh, we'll celebrate their birthday during Christmas. It's like, no, on their birthday. So if that's two days before, that's two days before. We have two parties (laughs) and that's what we do. One last thing is... If you're having a hard time during holidays, but, you know, just like a stressful time, but you know you have to be around your family, they're not toxic, they're just difficult, make sure to make some time around trusted friends. Like, try to throw in a dinner there somewhere. Like, go out to dinner with your girlfriend so that you can just be like, I just need some fun moments in my life in between kind of the hard That's always a fun thing when you can talk to someone who's really, make sure it's someone that really holds your heart well, that can just listen to like, oh my gosh, we just came off of this Thanksgiving holiday and you're never going to believe what happened. And they can be like, wow, tell me, tell me what's going on. And, and maybe they can, you know, bounce some stuff off of you and just like be there and tell you like, it's, it's okay. Like I'm right here and it's going to be fine and we'll get through it together and let's eat. And just have a nice dinner, maybe a cocktail, and just, you know, kind of relax a little bit and have something happy around you in between 
the holidays where a lot of stuff is going on. And sometimes it's not it's not bad stress. It's just stress because there's a lot of moving parts. There's gifts, there's entertaining, there's food, there's just a lot of stuff to prepare. And so it doesn't necessarily always have to be like, oh, they're difficult people or oh, my family is horrible. It's just stress in general. Holidays always bring up more stress for me where I have to really be intentional and say like, is this stress that I'm bringing on myself because of my past, because of my childhood? Or is this just stress because the holidays are just a lot? So keep that in mind when you are entering into this beautiful holiday season. (laughs) And just take your time, breathe, take a walk, be with trusted friends, smile. And, you know, when you need a break, take a break because it's okay to feel that tension. And I just pray that you guys have um, a beautiful holiday I mean, I'll be back for more episodes, but we're probably going to take December off. And I just hope that you guys can maneuver through the holidays and find your peaceful place. And until next time, I'll see you later, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!